Welcome to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. So close to the Raiders. And Papali would be an appropriate man to score. He's done it. He's done it. Brought to you by OAC Digital. Come join us as we go behind the limelight. Hello and welcome to Behind the Limelight, the Raiders' official podcast, thanks to OAC Digital. Round 11 sees the Green Machine up against the Melbourne Storm at GIO Stadium after a 20-18 win over the Bulldogs in Magic Round at Suncorp Stadium. Joining us on the podcast this week are Tom Logan and also John Kreuter. Um, we'll also be catching up with our special guest, Sam Williams, this week as he makes his return to the NRL side for the first time in 2021. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Another big weekend in uh, Raiderland. Yeah, back in Canberra, finally. Yeah, I know. It feels like it's been a while, but here we are at GIA Stadium this weekend. We obviously had the home game against the Knights out in Wagga a couple of weeks ago, magic round last weekend, but back at the at the GIO, as George Williams would say, this weekend. Always good to be back at the GIO, and uh, I think it's going to be the first time I might need um, the really warm jacket as well. It's starting to get very fresh. <laughs> yeah, yep, it's starting to get to that time of the year as well. Um, we'll talk about the win over the Bulldogs shortly. We'll also preview uh, the Raiders up against uh, the Melbourne Storm with Sam Williams in the second part of the podcast today. But first of all, as always, it's time to go around the horn. Yeah, plenty to talk about in the NRL this week. We'll uh, get on to the suspensions and the crackdown on the uh, contact with the head shortly. But first of all, some really positive news today, John. Uh, Brad Schneider uh, getting the opportunity to make his NRL debut this weekend against the Storm. And uh, a very surprised uh, Brad uh, was told the news in the team meeting uh, on Tuesday afternoon. And he was quite emotional, when, not only when he spoke to the group, but also when he spoke to his dad on the phone afterwards. Oh, absolutely. It's just so, um, I don't know, it really makes you just so happy seeing someone just so emotional and just seeing them reach like a life a lifelong goal. Um, it's, it's so well-deserved. Like we've all um, seen the hours that Brad puts into his game, practising his, his kicking and um, like even on his days off, it's, it's just a... An incredible story, and it's just so well deserved. Yeah, that we talk about it all the time about how he, he puts the effort in. I think there was once there a few weeks ago where um, we almost someone almost went out to, to kick the random off the training field who was out there kicking footballs, but then they realised it was Brad Schneider out there doing <laughs> extras on his day off. So, um, you know, it's a reward for effort, Tom, um, and he's been really strong in his New South Wales Cup appearances this year. And, uh, you know, with all the, the um, suspensions and injuries and everything that's happened over the last few weeks, he gets an opportunity. Yeah, couldn't be happier for the young kid. I think uh, it's a lot easier for us here to say this because we do, we've dealt with Brad quite a lot over the last few months and uh, we've come to know just how much of a really great kid he is and uh he's i'll tell you what though just from watching him in new south wales cup this year he's one of those guys that every time i watch him he just seems to get better and better and better i think there was one game where we played the eels at geo stadium yep. canberra and had he, he had a really big part in uh the team taking away a late win which um i thought was really impressive and even sam williams interviewed him after the game uh which was a bit ironic considering now they're both going to be in the same side together but yeah it's just great to see yeah, I think um, like another thing just with, with Brad, like I went up with the team to, to Townsville for that game against the Cowboys and New South Wales Cup, they had the week off and because like, um, Brad's family, he's, they're from Townsville, he went up just to see his family and um, same with Adam Cook and Adrian Trevelyan and the three of them turned up um, for captain's run, took part in some of the drills and then they were just running, like running laps 
just keeping up their training. They're so dedicated to the game, and, and that's why like we're so happy to see him do well because we see the effort that he puts in. Yeah, we saw the video that um, was shared on social media um, late on Tuesday afternoon, and I'll tell you what, it, it was a bit emotional watching it too <laughs> because, you know, you see these guys every day and you know how hard they work, and um, I just love that, those moments. That's what the game's all about. And forget all the other stuff. Uh, when it comes to seeing um, that young guy find out that he's going to play his first NRL game, it, it's a special moment. And let's not forget, Brad sits outside the top 30 and the development players as well. So he, he probably did, didn't know where he sat uh, this year, but, you know, he gets an opportunity and it's a great thing. Yeah, and it's another reward for all his efforts last year. He was in the, in the bubble last year and um, he was one of the – there was just so many guys that wanted to reward the game and he didn't quite make the cut, but he's getting rewarded now and um, – you know, without having played any footy for 12 months, his um, progress has just been accelerated massively, as we've seen in New South Wales Cup. Yeah, it would be interesting to see how he's used on the weekend from the bench. So we saw Josh Hodgson came on last week and played a bit of a, a bit of a dual lock slash half role. So maybe that's what Brad will do uh, this weekend. Uh, let's talk about the big talking point in the game, and that is the suspensions, the sin bins, the the contact with the head, the crackdown, if you like. And uh, we probably were one of the teams most affected by it during Magic Round. We had Josh Papali sent from the field. We had Jack Whiten and Josh Hodgson uh, placed on report and subsequently suspended. And Jack also spent 10 minutes in the sin bin as well. Uh, guys, your take on the, the whole situation and uh, where do you think it's going in, in the next few weeks? It's definitely going to be interesting to see where it's going. They definitely went down hard on over the weekend, but to their credit, I thought they were very consistent with their with their callings. I felt at the time I was very shocked and during the game quite angry, but yeah. um, <laughs> I, I do think they've um, they've clearly made a stance. They've got their reasons for it, and I, I thought they um, they were pretty consistent dealing it out across the weekend. What do you think, Tommy? I, th- I think exactly what you said there, mate. It, the thing was going to be. Would they be consistent across the weekend? And I think, as you alluded to, they, they were. So there wasn't really any side that couldn't come away from it and say, you know, oh, well, you didn't sin, sin bin this guy, but, you know, you sin bin our guy. You know, they were all pretty consistent. Um, but I think it's going to be interesting over the next month just to see how this continues to play out over games. And also just interesting, just with that tackle technique, obviously you've got to go lower. Does that mean there's going to be a little, little bit more um, second phase footy? Not play, sure, or? yeah. It depends on what the coaches, how they approach it. I mean, coaches will have to look at that because... They are coach players to, to make that initial contact up around the ball because obviously that second-phase play is what they're trying to slow down. Mm. They're also trying to slow them down in the play of the ball and ruck speed too. So you get that first defender in around the ball, the second defender up top, and that third defender, uh, like Jack tried to do on the weekend, around the legs um, to make that tackle and slow the ruck down. So it's going to really change the way that teams have to approach their, their tackling and their defensive structures in terms of their, um, their contact and the way that they handle themselves in the ruck so yeah I'm a little bit like you John I think it'll even itself out over the next few weeks Um, without the pressure of an event like Magic Round where all the games Mm. are at the same venue uh, and all the the big name journos are at the same venue too you know baying for blood when it comes to uh, controversy in those fixtures Um, I think that it it's um, it will probably see a a little bit of a a lesson up this week I think we had 24 people um, that were cited by the match review committee and all bar one uh, have taken the early guilty plea. I think just Christian Welch um, is uh, fighting his charge, which was a, a monetary fine. So, um, you know, I think everybody realises that the, the, the game's drawn a line in the sand and they have to make sure that they're doing the right thing moving forward. 
I suppose the other point this week before we move on will be the team changes off the back of those suspensions. We saw Josh Papali out for a week, um, sorry, for three weeks uh, for that uh, dangerous contact with the head where he, where he slipped up there and, and made contact there on Katoa. Uh, Josh Hodgson for the dangerous contact with, um, I think it was Luke Thompson, had his arm in an yeah. awkward position there and uh, Jack White in there for the third man in around the legs tackle. So with that comes opportunity. Uh, we see Sam Williams back in the side uh, this week for the first time this year. We see Dynamis Lilly promoted to the starting side and we see, as we mentioned at the top of the, the segment, Brad Schneider come into the side as well. I'm really happy for Sammy Williams. I think it's great to have him back. We're going to chat to him a little bit later in this podcast. But um, it's always good to see a, a good player, a good loyal club man back in and, and playing football. First game back since captaining the Baby Raiders to that famous victory. And uh, <laughs> he's got a, a young teammate this week. So really happy for Sammy. He's, he's such an underrated player. Like his, his kicking game, his ability just to get the team around the park. And I think a lot of people forget he played a lot of games in 2019. He played a big role in getting us to, to where we ended up getting, even though he didn't play in the finals. So, yes, Sammy, um, stoked for him. Um, I'm really hoping... Um, He's getting so close to that 100 NRL mark, so hoping he gets there. Yeah, that's right. He's on 95 games. This will take him to 96, so uh, still got a few to go to get there. But, yeah, like I said, Sam's a wonderful club man, and I can't wait to see him out there on the field this weekend. 20 points to 18. The Raiders over the Bulldogs in Magic Round. Let's have a look at that game, uh, and let's have a talk about how it all unfolded. And uh, we started off really well. We scored the opening try through Corey Hadawira-Nida, and it was a, a really nice piece of play that set it up. Absolutely. Uh, you would have been absolutely spewing because Caleb Bacon's got <laughs> so close. Um, but uh, Three try assists for Caleb, no tries. Oh, all. he was outstanding. But this all started from uh, Josh Papaliti's offload. Like, um, his ability to offload just gave George that opportunity to get through the line. Once he was through, um, you knew it was going to be a try. You just didn't know who was going to score it. And um, it was great to see Corey Hadawee tonight get his first try for the Raiders, and it was against his former club. Yeah, that's right. Eight um, nil, I think it was at half time, and and obviously the Raiders um, had that monkey on their back, Tom, about coming out in the second half. And you know, being able to put some points on and go on and win the game, and uh, we saw that the the sin bin um, almost turned it, and the send off. I mean, you, you look at that and you think, wow, it's going to be it's going to be a big effort from here. And the Bulldogs scored a couple of tries and went in front. And I'm sure that um, a lot of people would have been very nervous watching that game at home when it was 12 points to eight. Yeah, I think when Nick Meany crossed over, everyone just would have felt sick in the stomach. But full credit, I know this is cliche, but full oh, credit, yes. we've got to give full credit to the boys, honestly. <laughs> Here it is. If there was ever a moment to give full credit to the boys, wow. it's then because uh, you're two players down in the bin, well, one temporarily, and, and then you score. You, well, that try from Curtis Scott was pretty good, but I thought the build-up play from Caleb Bacon's, yep. uh, I think his playmaking abilities have been really showed uh, lately, and mm. I thought that was a... It was great for us to get back in there and snatch the win. You can really see why in pre-season um, Ricky and the, and the coaches had him training in the halves because he's got that um, ball-playing ability. He's an um, excellent backup. He's going to be the best backup fullback in the he's NRL. definitely yep. up there, definitely. definitely. 26 minutes it was um, that we were played without with 12 men or less. So um, it was an amazing effort defensively in that period. And um, we saw that the team was able to, to score that couple of tries and, and go ahead. And it was really nice to see Seb Chris... Um, you know, that angle that he ran um, for that pass from Jack was, was just sensational and he was able to score the try and we were able to hold on despite a late try uh, to Nick Kotrick. 
Yeah, the former courier keeps on delivering. Um, how good is it? <laughs> just, uh, just seeing his confidence. He's just feeling more and more at home in, in first grade. And talking about just being able to come back from behind, with all that adversity, I think a result like that does a lot more for us than, let's just say, it was a, it was a blowout win or something. Like I think that is a real um, key point, and hopefully we can get, get on with it this weekend because that could be a real turning point in our season. Yeah, a lot of people say, oh, you know, you only beat the Bulldogs who are on mm. the bottom of the ladder, but you've got to look at the circumstances in that game. As you said, we were coming off the back of five losses as well, mm. so we hadn't been travelling very well. And although we probably didn't play our best football, I thought we, we played well enough to, to get that victory and a well-deserved one in the end because, um, I mean, being down, as I mentioned, um, with 11 men and then 12 men and then down on the scoreboard to show that character to get back into the fight was what it's all about. So great win up there. We'll leave it alone at Magic Round and we'll move on to GIO Stadium this weekend as we take on the Melbourne Storm. Well, our special guest on Behind the Line Lot this week is Raiders halfback Sam Williams, who's playing 5'8 this weekend. Sammy, uh, welcome to the show for the first time this year, and uh, great to have you back uh, playing some NRL footy. You must be excited. Yeah, it is, mate. It's obviously, um, you, know, you put a lot of hard work into the pre-season, and then behind the scenes during the season, you're, you're always trying to um, to get a spot on that first grade team, and we haven't had too many opportunities as um, as a backup half over the last two years. Um, Jack and George have been been fit, you know, pretty well all the time. Um, and before that season, Jack didn't get injured too much either. So um, it's been a bit of a wait, but extremely excited. It's a it's obviously a big occasion and, and playing back at Canberra Stadium. It's one of um, you know the places I know best. So. I'm really excited about it. I felt so bad for you and Matty Frawley a few weeks ago. I think it was for uh, the game there at GIO. And, and George went down in the warm-up. And I literally think for 15 of the last 20 games, one of you guys has been warming up with the team. And then at the 11th hour, we didn't have a half and, and you missed out. That must have been a gut-wrenching feeling. Mate, I've honestly been out on that field nearly every time for the last two years with my <laughs> boots on and um, warming up and um, helping out. And for the one week I was out there passing the footy around with my uh, club suit on, um, I couldn't play. So, yeah, it's one of those things. So this week you're obviously lined up alongside George in the halves. Um, have you had much time to work on many combinations or is it you know more sort of just what you're going to bring from the training paddock this week into the game? Uh, yeah, we have, mate. Obviously, during the pre-season, we spend a lot of time together. Um, it's the one opportunity you do get to try different combinations. Um, there's four or five halves within this squad, and, and everyone's capable of playing first grade. So we, we do spend a lot of time with each other and a lot of time on the training paddock. We're, we're in here every day, so there's opportunities to do it. And um, As I said, the pre-season is the big one, but during the season, you get a chance as well. So um, I'm really excited about playing with George. I... Um, you know, I watch him play every week and I think he's a great player and he's been really good for this club. So uh, I don't need to go out there and try and change too much about how he plays or how Caleb is or Tommy at hooker. It's just about trying to fill my role. And obviously I, I'm not Jack White and he's um, he's a pretty unique player. So I've got to try and bring my attributes to the game and um, hopefully that's enough for us to win. Your best attributes are your talk on the field, your leadership and also your, your, your kick-pass game. Is that sort of what Rick wants you to focus on just to help get the team around the paddock this week? Yeah, look, obviously you don't want to just be out there um, talking and passing. You want to be able to take the line on at times as well but it's, it's important I pick the right occasion. Uh, Jacko, he can turn things into nothing due to his, you know, he's the most pure athlete we've seen. So um, it's different in terms of when I run but... Um, yeah, obviously I've got to get this team around the park and, and finish our set strongly and I think 
you know, the short kicking game and helping George with his kicking game, these sort of things. That's what I, I want to try and go out there and do well and um, just try and con- contribute with a, with a good win. What about Brad Schneider? Gets an opportunity off the bench this week. I mean, he plays in the halves too, so it's a bit of a unique situation. It will, you know, be, could you find yourself playing a bit of nine at some stage, or what's the what's the plan there? Are we are we not too far into the week to, to go through that sort of stuff yet? Yeah, not sure, mate. Uh, not sure how it's all going to pan out. Um, you know, we've seen seen Ricky have outside backs on the bench um, previously. He um, Snides is a, a good young athlete as well. He's a he's a good size and he can cover a number of positions. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how Ricky uses him, but uh, whatever happens there, as I said previously, we're, we're all pretty comfortable with, with playing with each other and um, playing in uh, in different positions. What can you tell us about Brad? I mean, a lot of people out there wouldn't really know much about him. You've had a chance to, you know, um, see him in the in the New South Wales Cup system this year, and and uh, obviously he's made an impression. Yeah, look, I think he's a kid who wants to work hard. He he. Um, he got quite emotional actually when he was announced as his debut this weekend. So it means a lot to him. Uh, he's come down here from from Queensland, and that's never easy for young for any young bloke. So for him to come down here and train hard and try and play well uh, in reserve grade and, and put his hand up as a credit to him, um, I'm really looking forward to seeing him play. He, uh, I think he's as excited as any any kid I've ever seen. So uh, I just can't wait to see him out there on the weekend and. Hopefully we can reward him with a win. Uh, yeah, obviously come up against the Melbourne Storm this week, mate. Um, where do you see sort of their main attacking threat? Obviously they're down quite a couple of key players in their spine, but you know take nothing away from them. They've still got quality all, all in their squad. Yeah, they do. Um, they've got some big boys. Obviously uh, through the middle there, they've got a got a team that can can really hurt you if you don't win the ruck and, and slow that play the ball down. And, and the new rules, the way it is, it's it's becoming faster and faster. So we've got to got to do a good job on them. Uh, on the back of that, you've got um, Jerome Hughes who's playing some really good football, and um, you know he's the sort of bloke who gets this team around the par- around the park. So we, we've got to make sure we do a job on them. Um, like most football games, it's one at the middle of the ground, and um, you know we, our, our big boys are up for the challenge. I think they're really excited about playing against this side, and um, you know without dwelling on it, we, we want to make amends for last year as well. So. Um, I think it'll be a really good physical game up front. Yeah, that's one thing that people forget about this matchup uh, this week is that the fact that the last time the two teams met was that prelim final and um, they really did a number on us in that opening sort of 20-odd minutes and, and we just couldn't get back into that game. So do you think that burns for a few players coming into this game this weekend? Yeah, look, it's, it's probably a different looking side that we've got this weekend to to that game. Uh, there's a few new faces and a few players out, out injured still, so... Yeah, I've got no doubt the players who played in that game still have have a bit of a memory of it. But uh, we're probably lucky that we've got a, got some new faces. It doesn't it doesn't dwell, or you don't think about the past. You're just really keen and focused on this game, and that's that's the only thing that you can worry about. So um, yeah, as I said, there's maybe a few blokes, but I, I think there everyone's pretty keen just to worry about this week. Now, last weekend up at Magic Round, um, you were sitting on the sideline, obviously, um, and you saw. Jack White and go to the sin bin and then not long after you saw Josh Papali sent off and you actually went and watched the last <laughs> 10 minutes of the game with Papa. What was that like yeah. uh, watching from inside the change room there with him? Yeah, it was funny. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you one thing. We, we knew that something had happened before it happened on the TV because you heard the, the noise outside and I'd just be looking at Papa. If we had the football, just thinking, as long as this isn't an intercept, we're in. So you're sort of watching it, but knowing it was what was going to happen. So um, you know, Papa was obviously disappointed with being off, but the way we hung in there and the character that we showed, um, you know, Papa was very proud of the boys out there and I was as well. So 
yeah, not one of those experiences you want to be involved with too much, but but very proud of the way the players finished off. What is it about? I guess in the past we've you've seen that we've had a, lost a player to the sin bin or had a player sent off, and but for some reason we seem to find that extra gear, and we always seem to score during that bit of play. You know, do you put that down to anything, or is it something you guys have trained on during the season? Or look, we certainly we certainly practice. Uh, defending down players through the, once again through that pre-season period it's an opportunity to practice these sort of scenarios um, there's not too many times you practice with 11 players <laughs> on the field and uh, that's when it really just comes down to the character within you can put as many pretty things in a playbook as you want but when it comes down to that you've just got to try and get in every single play and and you just don't get a chance to rest so uh, anyone you know who watches our game I think over the last few years is you know, the character within this group is always there and I think it really just reminded everyone out there that you know, what we've got within this squad is just about finding it a bit more consistent. How much can a win like that do for a team? If you're five in a row on the losing side of a game and you, you win um, when you're down to 11 against the Bulldog side who you were expected to beat but you get the win and just get the win. Um, can it do a bit for your confidence going into the next few games just getting that monkey off the back? No doubt. Uh, I think confidence is one of those things um, coaches can't give it to you or you can't find it in a magic bottle. It's it's just so important to have that little bit of a uh, little bit of extra confidence. Um, works the other way. If you if you don't have the confidence, you might just be that little bit flatter and that's all you need to be the difference in this modern game. So you know, we went out there and we found a way to win and if you can find a way to win with 11 players, then there's no reason you can't with a full team. So uh, I think we're going to be you know that little bit a little bit more confident this week, but you don't want to be overconfident against a side like Melbourne. All right, podcast prediction time. Last weekend, um, we had three duck eggs again. Not going well in this segment, but uh, so Chance had George to win man of the match. I don't think he received that award, but um, he was definitely very good on the day. Uh, I had Caleb Aikens for a try for the third week in a row, and he let me down, so I'm not going for him this week because I think he'll probably score. Uh, and, Tommy, you went very close with uh, Semi Valame. Um, he just missed out by a fraction. So uh, I'll let you go first. Tommy, what have you got for me this week? Yeah, well, since you backed uh, Caleb a few weeks in, in a row, I'm going to back Semi again. I've just got a feeling he's going to... I'm really looking forward to seeing how he goes... Um, you know, back at home, he, I think he scored here at Geo Stadium Canberra on his debut, so I reckon he's going to grab another meat pie here. Yep, Sammy, we've got something that I think might happen. Yeah, Tommy Starling, I think he's in for a big week. Uh, I think he'll do a lot of work in the middle. He's a very strong defender and he, um, he's improving each each week, so I think Tommy's in for a man of match performance. Ooh, Tommy Starling. I'm going to go with a little Tommy Starling flavour too. I was going to go for a Williams try assist, but that's too easy considering that Pretty much all of our tries this should come from A. Williams at some point this yeah, week. And there will be a few of There'll them. There will be a few, that's <laughs> right. So I'm going to go for a try from Tommy Starling. I think um, you'll catch those big Melbourne forwards napping around the ruck and, and dart over for one. So there we go. There's our three uh, podcast predictions this week. Sam Williams, thanks for coming off the bench at the last minute and being part of the podcast. And, mate, great to see you back in the side uh, this weekend. Can't wait to see you out there. Uh, on GIA Stadium and hopefully for a win. Yeah, thanks, boys. Thanks for having me on this such professional uh, podcast. <laughs> it does not get any more professional than <laughs> no, this, this, I can tell you. Uh, thanks for joining us, everyone. Uh, that's it for Behind the Limelight. Thanks to OAC Digital. We'll catch you next week.